You need a word to lift you, a word to guide, a word to reassure you of God's undying love for you and all that concerns you. This is Changing Lives, brought to you by Dr. Festus Adeye. He brings to you a unique perspective of the Word of God, empowering you to live a life of victory and success. I promise you, your story will never remain the same. If all is going great, I assure you it will get even better. And if you are struggling and life is challenging, you are going to get a turnaround and the grace, mercy, and favor of God will lift you up. You are going to have a testimony. This is Changing Lives with Dr. Festus Adeye, General Overseer of Abundant Life Christian Center Worldwide. Then when you do that, you enter the realm, whereby whatsoever you ask shall be given. That means there is no ending to the answers to the prayer of a fruit bearer. When you don't bear fruit, you say, let's cut it, burn it in fire. Today's message is titled, Engaging the Wonders of Kingdom Stewardship, Part 1. It is the hand of God that causes your wealth, your health, your providence to remain longer than you. To remain longer than you. Sometimes it's not in your effort, it is in his favor. So it is in vain to wake up early and sleep late just to discover bread of adversity. Sadly, in this so-called first world with American dream. May American dream not be your only focus in life. If the American dream is your only focus, you may have three cars on the driveway and have mortgages to pay and have sicknesses and bag of medicine and at the end of the day, nothing works for you. But when it's kingdom dream, the kingdom dream in the midst of trouble, the midst of trials, it will guard you with peace. Suddenly, somehow, you will escape it all. You will look and say, how did I make it? It is grace that made it for you. I see grace making it for somebody. What is kingdom stewardship? In the book of Luke chapter 2 verse 49, Jesus, when he went to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover with his spirit, and when they were returning home, he disappeared. So if your child is playing hooky now, <laughs> Jesus disappeared. They were looking for him. They looked for him for three days. They couldn't find him. Parents were agitated. They finally located him and said, what are you doing to us? He said, hey, why are you looking for me? Shouldn't I be about my father's business? So Jesus refers to kingdom stewardship as his father's business. So kingdom stewardship is, is engaging amen, in our father's business. God being our father. God has only one business. That business is saving of souls. That business is establishing his kingdom on the earth. That's why Jesus said when we pray, he said pray that Father let your kingdom come, let your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Before you begin to say give me this day my daily bread. So God's only business on the earth is to establish souls. So you engage in stewardship when your attention, when all your interest, your energy, 
Amen. Resources. They are geared towards winning of souls, expanding the kingdom of God. So kingdom stewardship is serving God at the interest of his kingdom in every area of our lives. Serving God at the interest of his kingdom. Serving God at the interest of his kingdom. David said in Psalm 84 verse 10, he said, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to be in the tent of the wicked. Of the wicked. Serving God at the interest. Whereby your every area of your life, you are giving attention to developing, to promoting, to edifying, to lifting up the kingdom of God on the earth in every area of your life. It is possible, amen, to lift up the kingdom with one hand and unknowingly drop it on the other hand. But whereby your energy is your focus, amen, they are to lift up the work. In the church, you are involved in the things of God. In your place of work, the way you live your life, the words you say, the things you do, they don't drop the kingdom, they don't diminish the kingdom, they elevate the kingdom. I give an example in the morning. You know, when I was growing up, my mom was a restaurateur. I mean, she had a restaurant selling food. And during vacation, we go by there to support her business. Amen? To support what? To serve there. To serve. You wake up in the morning there. You serve. You, they're making a fufu. You help them to make it. You wash plates. You serve the customers. So it is not impossible for you to, if, I mean, just an example, amen, you help them wash plates, you help them pan the air, amen, you help them cook whatever they want to cook. If the customers show up there and you begin to abuse the customer, so on one hand, you are helping your mother, on the other hand, you are hurting her. So, but if you are a good steward in the kingdom, you advance the interests of the kingdom all the way around. By the way we live our lives. Amen. By the things we do, we advance the kingdom. I receive grace for you and for me to expand the kingdom of God. As a kingdom steward, you are the custodian, the defender, the promoter, the fighter for the kingdom of God. When you are a steward, you don't sit anywhere joyfully when they bastardize God and the kingdom. Somebody said, there is no God. He said, maybe, maybe you are right. You wisely, not feist, not feisty. You wisely say, no, 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 my God is this. You defend your faith. Amen. You defend it. You speak about your faith. Praise the Lord. You speak about it wisely to defend the kingdom. God left you and I here as the defender of his kingdom. It is practically impossible to make genuine impact as a child of God without engaging in stewardship. You have to be engaged in stewardship. You are not safe to sit. You are safe to serve. And when I mean service now, I don't mean ushering. I don't mean alone. I don't mean uh, security alone in the church. I don't mean singing alone. If you don't have the voice to sing, you don't have to sing. Praise God. Amen. Of course, you need to be engaged in the house of God. But I mean, beyond what you do in these four worlds, by living a life that will be the best advertiser of the kingdom. That's even the best. It doesn't matter what you do in these four worlds. If you step outside and live like the devil, you are worth nothing but the devil. In fact, you are worse than if you did. Because you are a negative advertisement. 
of the kingdom. But the best you can do for the kingdom is to be a positive influence that people can follow you. Amen. Amen. Come on, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Say it boldly. Come on, say, I am a positive influence of the kingdom of God. Pastor Festus is a prophet of God. He's a teacher. He's an intercessor. Also, he's a prolific writer. Wow. He has written so many books. Some of the titles of the books that he has written include Overcoming the Battles of the Mind, The Power of Vision, The Prevailing Power of Fasting, uh, The 21 Days Devotion of Fasting and Prayer, Prospering in Hard Times, Pathways to Breakthrough. So many different books with different dimensions and principles. I'm telling you, if you get your hands on any one of these books, they will change your life. If you apply this principle, your life will go from here to here. Personally for me, every book that I have read from him is life-changing. My life has gone to greater heights because of the principle that I have learned. And I have a better walk with Christ now because of everything that, that he has written and, and put in his book. I encourage you to get online on Amazon.com or any one of these online bookstores to purchase any books from Pastor Festers. I promise you, your life will change for the better. That's one of the best things you can do as a steward. People can look and say, wow, whatever Braben does, I will do. Eh? The way he treats his wife, that's good. I can see Jesus in that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The way he takes care of his family, I can see God in that. Glory. Hallelujah. That attracts people. That's your great, that's one of the ways you become a steward. I see grace being released upon us. Amen. All those who have made them part in the kingdom were good stewards of the kingdom. Jesus Christ as our example. He said in John chapter 4 verse 34, it was a long day of ministry. They were ministering all around, very long day, and they became hungry, just like you and I. Amen. They were not fasting, and they were hungry. And they said, well, let's get something to eat. Jesus said the disciples would go and look for food. While they went away looking for food, Jesus saw a, a, a woman called the Samaritan woman. And he began to minister to the woman. He got engrossed in it. The disciple came back. He, did, he was not even aware that they came back. And they said they were wondering among them. They said, did somebody I mean, bring food for him? Who brought food for him? Because he, he could care less about hunger. So Jesus said in John 4, 34, he said, I have a meat. And my meat is to do the will of him. Who sent me? Jesus said, my meat is to be a steward in the kingdom. And in John chapter 17 verse 4, when Jesus was giving the final report to his father, he said, my father, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work that you gave me. I have revealed you to those you asked me to reveal you to. I have spoken to the souls you want me to speak to. I have behaved myself as a good steward. I pray for you this morning and for myself. By the time all of this is over, or every minute of our lives, we shall be good stewards in Jesus' name. Amen. David, a man after God's own heart. Amen. He located his throne. He became a king. Not because he loved me for it. He became a king because he served his father faithfully. He tended to the sheep of his father faithfully. 
The Bible said, when there was a lion to eat up the sheep of his father, he beat the lion. When there was uh, uh, the lion came, the bear came. He beat the sheep. I mean, can you imagine ferocious lions? You are turning to the sheep of your father. Not one sheep, many sheep. Ferocious lion came. And you say, I'm going to beat the lion. He beat the lion. He delivered the sheep. He said, bears came. I beat the bears. I delivered the sheep from their mouth. That means the lions and the bears, they already got the sheep in their mouth. He said, I beat them. And I deliver. Look at that courage. Look at that commitment. The commitment that will make a man to risk his life in the hands of lions and bears just to save the sheep of his father. And can I tell you news? The father did not even love him. And David knew he was not the, so to say, the favorite of his father. Because they asked the father to, demo, to demonstrate his, I mean, to display his children to be anointed as king. The father did not even remember. You know, remember there's somebody there who is in the, in the desert tending to his sheep. Until the prophet said, are these all your children? Oh, there's somebody that will never be a king. He's there, he's there. And he risked his life. So in Psalm 78 verse 70, the Bible says, God picked David among the goats to be a king. The reflection of how you are committed to the things of others determines what will be delivered to your hands. Hear me. When you are engaged in kingdom stewardship, God uses that to determine your next level. God saw his commitment. How he took care of the sheep. God said, this guy, the way he's taking care of the sheep of his father, then I will make him a king to take care of my own sheep. I will make him a king. The demonstration of your faithfulness in one is another man's. So you are working for somebody now. You say, well, when I have my own business, I'm going to do better. This is somebody else, man. You know, no, but where you are forming a habit. You are forming a, a, an ethics, a work ethics. Now, when you have your own, will show up on you. And you know what? It's sowing the seed that others will do to you what they are doing to somebody now. I'm not cursing you, you know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. David signed his way to kingship. Saul was looking for the asses of his father. The asses were lost. The father said, my asses were lost. I will look for them. He set out to look for the lost asses of his father. While he was looking for that, he located the throne. He became a king. Somebody by your service, what you were born to become, this much will step into it. I said, this month you are stepping into it. Not by my grace, but by the grace of the God of this commission. Those who are genuinely, genuinely serving, you will step into your throne this month. Ruth a Moabite. Moabites were people of no covenant in those days that had no dealings with the things of God. But because Ruth chose to follow God, I mean to follow Naomi, her mother-in-law. Naomi's sons were there with two wives left. And their mother, I mean, began to be sorrowful over her two sons that were there. She said, now I'm going back to my town, Israel, Jerusalem. You all go back to your cities. Oprah went back. Beirut said, I will follow you. Your people shall be my people. Your God shall be my God. Your place shall be my place. And Naomi said, listen, even if I have to go and marry now and be pregnant, 
and have a son. That is if the child will be a son. If by the time they grow up, you won't be able to marry any of them. Ah, Ruth said, I will follow you. He said, I will follow. This is not about what I can get. Because I have a covenant with you and with your son. Even though that covenant has been annulled by death, but I will still follow you. She became the descendant, one of the grandparents of Jesus Christ. Through her loins. Amen. Through her what? Through her loins. Jesus came. So, did you hear, have you heard of our party today? In the book of the Bible, Ruth has a book there dedicated for her. From what? From stewardship. From commitment. From undying commitment. I see that grace coming upon you. I want to appeal to all our viewers, both locally and globally, to pay attention to the various programs that we have here at ALCC. Weekly and monthly, we have incredible life-transforming, life-changing programs every Sunday here at Winner's House. Wow. Wow. You need to be part of this environment of healing, of deliverance, environment of praise and worship that's going to uplift your spirit, grant you wisdom to be able to be effective and successful in life. So if you ever find yourself in New York areas, get to Winner's House and be part of what God is doing here. A trial will convince you. Every Christian is called to be a kingdom steward. Every Christian. We have been saved to serve. Every child of God is called to be a kingdom steward. Come on, say every child of God is called to be a kingdom steward. Amen. What are the areas to engage in kingdom stewardship? What areas? Number one, the foremost spiritual stewardship is so winning and discipleship. So winning and discipleship. Hear me now, hear me very well, and I've seen it with respect in my heart. Kingdom stewardship are so winning, it's not dropping track. Of course, we've had so many stories about track giving, whereby somebody pick it up, and one day they are going through challenges, and they saw the track, and the track changed their life. I don't dispute that. That's very good. Amen. Kingdom stewardship is from the book of John chapter 15, verse 16. Jesus said, you have not chosen me. He said, I have chosen you. I have appointed you to go and bear fruit and that your fruit shall what? Remain. And whatever you now ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Can you see now? So Jesus said, you, everybody sitting down here today, including me, including you, we have been chosen. Come on, say chosen. That is among many in God, distinctly pull you out. Amen. Before you enter your manners with God, mark you for greatness. God mark you for honor. He shows you. You are not just here as somebody who just aimlessly, who just aimlessly showed up. No, no, no. God mark you before you enter your mother's womb with an assignment. He did not just, amen, choose you. He shows you and he appointed you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, say, I've been appointed. 
Amen. That sister gave a testimony how God arranged for her appointment in that place of work. Amen. The day, I'm sure the day she was appointed, they gave her an appointment letter. And they gave her some benefits. Amen. God has appointed you as a soul winner. You've been chosen and appointed. Glory. Nobody's jobless in this kingdom. So somebody comes and says, I'm chosen and appointed. Come and say, me too. God shows me. He appointed me. So you need to have an appointment mentality. God appointed you. Oh, some of you didn't get that. They said they gave me an appointment as an ambassador to another country. I mean, that's the language in the, uh, in the circle of ambassadorial people there. But you, God of heaven has appointed you. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. He has appointed you to reconcile others to him. Everybody's an evangelist in this kingdom. Say, come and say, I'm an evangelist. Say it with conviction. You don't need to print a card and say you are one. But that's who you are. He shows you, he appointed you to go and bear fruit. But not just fruit that, no, your fruit you remain. That means you follow them up to get saved. That means you follow them up to remain in Christ so that your fruit will remain. Then you can say, through me, this person came to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Then when you do that, you enter the realm whereby whatsoever you ask shall be given. That means there is no ending to the answers to the prayers of a fruit bearer. When you don't bear fruit, you say, let's cut it, burn it in fire. I mean, can you imagine? You say, what good are you to me in this house? You don't bring nothing. That's why a woman says to a man who produces nothing, say, what good are you? You say, you know, you know, you're not. it's not supposed to be like that, you know. That's what, you say, what of what benefit are you? So God is saying, which, what benefit? I hope that's not what we say to you. But when you make yourself as a fruit bearer, no devil can touch you. God protects you. So the first kingdom stewardship focus is in soul winning. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Changing Lives with Dr. Fesses Adeye. Please remember to join us next week for the second part of this message, The Prophets of Kingdom Stewardship. God bless you. We live in such a time that there's been so many challenges economically, socially, politically, and spiritually around the world. But despite these challenges, God has provided a means by which you can become an overcomer. And the only thing you have to do is connect with Him. Now, Pastor Festus will pray with you in just a moment. But before then, I would like to personally invite you to our weekly and monthly life-transforming, life-changing program. You need to be a part of this environment because this environment is one of healing, deliverance, praise, and worship. It's going to uplift your spirit and grant you wisdom to be an effective and successful person. If you ever find yourself in the New York area, come to Winners House and be part of the great things God is doing here. This prayer is for those of you that you're about to receive Jesus into your life and whoever needs prayer. I want you to come closer and say after me, Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I am a sinner. I need a Savior. Jesus, you are my Savior. You died for me on the cross. 
and on the third day you rose from the grave. Today I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Father, I pray for everyone listening now and those who have just prayed the prayer of salvation will receive them into your kingdom. May your grace rest upon every life in whatever area or areas of their lives where they are challenged. May your anointing that breaks yoke rest upon them. Heal that man, heal that woman. Break every yoke. May every mental oppression be destroyed. May every financial burden be removed. May every marital burden be removed. Let everyone listening to me and watching me today experience the joy of salvation, experience the breakthrough in Christ. May God move you forward. May he grant you peace in everything you do. I pray today that the works of your hand shall be blessed. You will no more be contained. Begin to make progress in Jesus' name. May the peace of God rest upon you now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.